0: 40 here. So we're going to be reacting to an article called, I promised myself I'd never be that broke again. This financial advisor's family inherited $1.4 million and quickly lost it all. So after being poor, rich, and then poor again, she now helps people avoid costly money mistakes. So let's get right into it. So Jacqueline Shadek was 14 years old in 2007 when her life took a dramatic turn. Raised by a single mother in Northern California, Shadek found herself with enough money to buy new clothes and eat in restaurants for the first time. That's because her mother unexpectedly inherited $1.4 million from the sale of property owned by a relative. I finally got my first matching coach bag and shoes, Shadek recalled, and I went to the nail salon consistently for the first time. Her mother contacted an acquaintance she knew from her high school days who called himself a financial advisor. He took the money and mismanaged it. Within two years, the inheritance was gone. And you might be thinking like, What? How could that happen, right, if you're, like, listening to this or watching this? The thing that you got to understand, just because someone says that they're a financial advisor doesn't mean that they're actually good at managing money, right? Because another way to look at it as well, right, why do so many pro athletes go broke, right? One, they manage their money poorly. Two, they, tr- they, they trust the wrong people in managing their money for them, right? This is the thing that you got to understand. Never trust another person with your wealth. And the reason why you never want to trust another person with your wealth is because they are human, okay? There's going to be human nature involved regardless of how good-hearted someone may be. No matter how much that person might love you or care about you, guess what? They are still human and they can still screw up, right? Or worse, they could end up getting corrupted by the amount of money that is involved, okay? People are not perfect beings. That's what you got to understand. So he never did any comprehensive financial planning, Shadek said about the advisor. Instead, he put most of the money into a 529 college savings plan with a high-cost mutual fund company. My mom waited tables and worked for minimum wage, she added. She didn't understand where the money was going or how the advisor invested it. See, there's a lot of things wrong with how this financial advisor put the stuff in, right? It's not wrong to put some money into a 529 college savings plan because that's the whole purpose is for basically college, right? That being said, it ties up the money to where you can't really access it unless really for college, right? And here's the thing. To not have Access to this money as well is horrible, right? To not have your money basically invested. In, and there, look, there's nothing wrong with like a mutual fund, right? But why go for a high cost one? On um, because basically the way that it sounds like this financial advisor did it is that one, he didn't really plan much for the future, and two, he just wanted to make some big commissions on this money, which is so depressing. And what's worse, her mother faced early withdrawal fees and taxes when she pulled out the funds. The advisor had put the 529 plan in a fund class that paid him a high upfront commission but imposed steep penalties on account holders who wanted short-term access to their cash. Yeah, see, like this is this is so like skeevy and like shady on like a financial advisor's standpoint. It's like, oh, look. The whole point of a financial advisor is to advise you, not to actually put things in basically where it's very, like, uh, heavily weighed into their favor. The whole purpose of a financial advisor is to teach you about finances, is to advise you on finances, not to basically coerce you and to basically be like, yeah, go to this thing so that I can make, like, a disgusting amount of money off of you, right? Like, that's not the way to do it, right? Sure, charge people to like have like advice, but like, don't charge them basically a massive, massive upfront fee. Like, ugh. Like, basically a massive, like, upfront, like, commission. But like, this is the same thing with like whole life insurance policies. Like, never get a whole life insurance policy because basically it's just a straight-up scam for everyone, right? Like, this is the disturbing thing about when, like, you know, people are selling them fin- like financial services and stuff. It's like, look, it's better to charge more to teach people about finances than you literally taking, like, percentages of their actual net worth. Like, that is disturbing to me. Because there's no reason for that. And also, people shouldn't be trusting you with their their net worth regardless, right? Like, for example, if you're someone who ends up getting like a massive inheritance, do not trust anyone with this inheritance, right? What you need to do is be willing to pay a decent amount of money to have a conversation with someone who's better at managing money than you so that they could teach you about managing money on your behalf, like where you actually learn, okay, why should I put money in a savings account? Why should I put money into these types of investments? Why should I do this? Why should I pay off my debt? Blah, 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 right? So that they actually have more empathy to your situation because one, if you pay them for their time, okay, then they are not motivated by commission, okay? Meaning, let's say that you wanted advice as to you getting like a $2 million inheritance, right? Go ahead and pay like 500 or even two grand for an hour of a good financial advisor that you are interested in or that you might trust, right, for their advice as to What will make the most sense for your goals? And then what do you do after that? You go to another financial advisor and do the exact same thing and have them teach you about this, right? Because, look, there's a lot of financial advisors that will make like, I don't know, like 1% or 2% of like what is like invested in all that. Like there's like so many different ways financial advisors make money. And there's nothing wrong with a financial advisor making money. But any time they make money from a commission from what they're selling you, right, in this terms of like an investment, right, that's sketchy to me, right? Because to me, I think it's smarter for an individual, like whoever might be listening to this, right, to pay a financial advisor for their time, but pretty heavily, but for their time, so that they are purely motivated and just helping you out in your best interest, right? Where they're not motivated by some sort of commission. They're not motivated by trying to like sell something because they've already made their money by the amount that you agreed to pay them for their time on advice, right? And the best thing about it, you don't have to take their advice, right? You have 100% control over how you manage your money. For example, right, you can go to 40 boxcom and learn how to get out of debt, right? You can pay to learn the simple process to learn how to get out of debt. But you don't have to actually do it. You have freedom of choice to do whatever you want to do. Like That's the whole point of personal finance. It's personal, right? You have 100% control over your choices when it comes to your finances, right? It's just good to take advice that could help you, right? But you never want to trust another person with your actual money, right? You don't want to like basically unlock your bank account for someone and basically be like, hey, manage my money, right? Take control of my millions of dollars. Like, no, you don't want that. You never want to do something like that, right? Because again, Humans are humans, and we're going to end up being corrupted in some way, right? Just understand that. Humans are not perfect. So he never told my mother about all the taxes she'd owe, Shadek said. So for Shadek, now 28, this roller coaster ride showed her the power of money up close. So much so that she is now an Atlanta-based certified financial planner. So the relationship with that advisor was very short and it was devastating to see how everything came to crash after about one and a half years. Think about that. It only took one and a half years to basically lose everything. So Shadek said, I promised myself I'd never be that broke again. So by the time Shadek applied to college, her family had $6,000 in the bank. She earned a basketball scholarship at Kennesaw State University that funded her tuition along with a Pell Grant. After experiencing both poverty and wealth in her teens, Shadek took an interest in personal finance. She cites one fateful day in college as a turning point in her life. One morning, she typed financial advice into a search engine and started reading about financial planning as a profession. She found a list of the top 10 jobs that were expected to be in demand over the coming decade and financial advisor made the cut later that morning another student in her introduction to finance course mentioned that the financial planning association was sponsoring a job fair that evening i went and got three interviews that night Shadek said and she chose an internship at a small independent firm and the lead advisor there is still her mentor in her own practice Shadek emphasizes the value of holistic planning she educates clients, many of whom are first generation wealth builders, about the importance of preparing a comprehensive plan that includes estate planning, tax planning, and investment management. The different components of a plan doesn't or don't necessarily work in tandem. She said you'd need all the pieces to work together and you need someone on your team, like an advisor, to put them all together and help you see the big picture. While she rarely shares the details of her family's inheritance with clients, she she may cite a lesson she learned as it applies to a given situation. For example, her mother bought her first home with part of the inheritance but didn't realize the financial repercussions of the purchase. So Shadek helps first-time homebuyers factor in variables such as the cost of the property tax and the mortgage interest deduction's impact on their federal taxes. My family lost $1.4 million due to poor financial advice and lack of financial literacy, she said. So I focus on serving people who may need guidance on their financial journey because they weren't blessed into a family with significant financial means. Sometimes we have to put parameters in place to protect them against themselves and explain how far their money will go. So yeah, I'd have to agree with what she says, right? Because a lot of a lot of issues with people who end up coming into like a lot of money is that they don't just have low financial literacy, they literally have none. And you see this very commonly with people who won the lottery, right? Because typically the population of people that purchase lottery tickets tend to be the lowest financial class of the United States, right? We're talking people in poverty, people who are poor, right? And because they have zero financial literacy, when they get millions upon millions of dollars, they literally don't understand anything when it comes to managing that money, which causes them to literally lose like hundreds of millions of dollars in less than five years or tens of millions of dollars in less than two years or even $2 million in a single year, right? People are just very bad when it comes to financial understanding. And it's very simple, right? If you live by this simple concept of living on less than what you make, Basically, living below your means, you'd live a pretty okay life regardless of how much money you make, right? If you're making 20K a year after taxes and you only spend like 10K a year after taxes again, right? You could technically live off that. And people might say, oh, that's crazy numbers, right? No, but people have actually done that before. But it's more likely that you'd make, you know, probably about like 40K after taxes and then. Have like expenses of like 15 to 20K per year, right? And there's always a way to decrease your expenses and increase your income. You can always get a side job. You can always work longer hours. You could do overtime, right? And you could also just lower your expenses. One of the easiest ways to free up cash flow so that you have more money in the bank every single month is by cutting your costs. And it's in ways that some people might not even think about, right? So, for example, let's say every single day you go, well, not every single day, let's say like Monday through Friday, like typical work day, you stop by a coffee shop or your local gas station for a drink or a coffee or whatever, right? And it costs five bucks. After everything's said and done, five bucks, maybe you get a snack as well, and it equals to five bucks, right? So, five bucks, five days a week for four weeks, right? So, that's 25. That's... Times four, that's $100 a month that you're literally spending on one thing. Think about that for a second, okay? That could literally be groceries for a week. And a lot of people don't think like that, which is sad. And depending on how tight your margins are every single month, doing something like simply preparing your own coffee in the morning can literally be make it or break it when it comes down to like living paycheck to paycheck. As crazy as that might seem, some people's margins are so tight that literally making their own coffee in the morning will stop them from living paycheck to paycheck. Just chasing that one thing can stop them from living paycheck to paycheck, right? Or just stop going out to eat on the weekends can literally stop you from living paycheck to paycheck right and a lot of people just don't think like that some people think that you got to change something super dramatic to change your financial situation and that's not the case it just takes small consistent steps for a bigger impact by the way if you want to learn how to get out of debt go to fortyinbox.com to learn the simple process to getting out of debt but again never trust your like Massive inheritance with someone, no matter who they are. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So, if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level